What's happening, people? This your boy, Fish Montana, a.k.a. El Pesco, and welcome to this episode, man. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes, type in This Ain't No Podcast, and make sure you follow us on SoundCloud. Also, This Ain't No Podcast, and if you have any questions, you have any topics you want us to discuss for next episode, hit us up on Gmail at thisaintnopodcast at gmail.com or Twitter at notapodcast, N-O-T-T-A podcast. A lot, but hey, we try to make it. Come on, baby. Don't you forget, this ain't no podcast. What do you have to lose? You're living in poverty, your schools are no good, you have no jobs. 58% of your youth is unemployed. What the hell do you have to lose? Mama let me sip the 40, I was just a shorty Then I started spitting garlic, and they said record me I feel like this shit was for me, this shit is my story Yeah, uh, John at the porch, uh I got a porch, no take it back I'm on the block with the killers and hoeing my own, of course, yeah I see my mom and dad separate, ain't talking divorce Said daddy was living by the fire, and he died by the torch I'm with an AKZ we like the baby kids. Hey, but daddy, I listen to the suckers the same way that Ray Ray did. I'm talking slippers and edge case, and I just was a great A kid. Hey, on no guy, and we grew up with hitters and did everything they said. Point out the block, we spinning that. Running the spot, we getting that. What's going on, people? We are here. We are here. We are back. You know what I'm saying? I know we had a slight hiatus, but y'all know how we do, yo. Sometimes we got to take a little break, niggas. Fuck. <laughs> That's just what we do sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But, um,. The gang is back. The gang is all, we're all here, which is beautiful to see. I'm glad to see the fellas here. You know what I mean? Um, we got Uncle Buck, BBB. What's going on, player? Gonna say something real quick? Hey, just hanging in there, trying to live it out through the purge. Here you go, my man. We got A. Martin in the cut. A. Martin, you good to say something? What's up, bro? Yo, I'm going back on mute. <laughs> I like it. In and out, yo. <laughs> I like it real quick. In and out. We got Mr. Magic Fingers in the building. The most I feel like this dude right now is, is the most famous person on the pod. <laughs> and he says the, the least amount of words. We got B Prince in the house, yo. What's going on, B Prince? What's happening, yo? Ain't nothing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Same same, as much same as it can be, I guess. Yo, you know you're famous, right? I'm not. You you got interviews and shit, bro. <laughs> You're famous. <laughs> How did you surpass the pod, yo? <laughs> yeah, inter- interviews don't make you famous, bro. <laughs> and uh, we not ain't got all. shit. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, you surpassed us. You surpassed the pod, yo. I'm <laughs> I'm, je- I'm happy for you and I'm jealous at the same time, yo. Shout out to Big Prince, though. You know what I'm try, saying? Trying to make trying to make stuff happen. Yes, trying to make stuff happen in, in the quarantine. Yeah. Amongst all the craziness, you gotta stay busy any way you can. So you gotta do phase one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shout out to B Prince, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh before I go to the next, do you can we put the link for that? You want us to put the link for it? Or do you care? Oh yeah, you can go ahead. I'll uh yeah, I'll get it to you and then you put it wherever you're gonna put it. Yeah, we're gonna put it in the descriptions <laughs> and all that, you feel me? Uh we also got Giz, formerly known as the Audio Wiz, what's up with you, player? You good? Uh, I'm, I'm heavenly. 
You are heavenly. Back in heaven. JC accepted you back. He didn't kick you out. I ain't never been kicked out, baby. It's a party every week. <laughs> Yo, you know what? If y'all don't know what we're talking about, we're on we're on a Zoom right now, and Giz has been every time we're on a Zoom, Giz has had some immaculate lighting, more so in the print side. But for the last few pods, he's been like in a heavenly lighting set. So he's in heaven. He's in heaven right now. He's speaking with Jesus himself. You know what I'm saying? JC, excuse me. He he likes to be called JC. And Giz has been living it up up there, man. How you been feeling? Yeah, What's the party? Right, What's the real parties like? You said what? Tell me what a party is like up there, man. Tell what's going on. A lot of music. Mm. A, a lot of music. A lot of good music. Gotta be. Um, and, and just a lot of watching down and seeing what's going on in the world. You know. So That's- so, do you do y'all watch the world like like? Us here, we watch like the Super Bowl or something. Do y'all just get or gather around and like, oh, look what's going on down yeah. there? Yeah, best seats in the house. You <laughs> <laughs> like, look at these niggas here. Look at these, these <laughs> niggas is still nigging. <laughs> niggas, they ain't gonna have any other way. Nah. Look at these these motherfuckers are wild down there. Well, good thing we up here, bro. <laughs> you upset? Know they y'all passing the wine around and shit. He's a huge fan of Patty Mahomes. My homeboy. Oh wow, that's what's up, yo. He just gave up on Tebow, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a look. We tried with Tebow, but Patty Mahomes, he's up next. That's him. <laughs> that's the chosen one. You feel me? He's just, he's just a football fan. He's not a baseball fan. That's, that <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's funny as hell. <laughs> Yeah, his exact words was, "Who watches baseball?" That's, that's from him. That's from JC himself. That's that may be America's game, but. That ain't the heavens game. <laughs> we football. <laughs> we footballed way over up here. <laughs> you he like Patty Mahomes and Russ Wilson. That's his guys. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Also, we got the man, the myth, the legend. Raji Armani Pimpin, yo. What's happening, yo? How you been feeling, yo? You in the heart of DC, ain't you? What's happening, yo? He's like all pimp, all legend. <laughs> <laughs> he said mostly <laughs> pimp. <laughs> <laughs> he said mostly pimp I'm more pimp than legend Trying to really stay out of the way For real for real Because it's, it's not a game mm-hmm. This side for real for real It's not a game Everyone's health good though Everyone's feeling good Feeling healthy Yeah yeah, Everything everything On the strong It's good to hear you know, my, my, my nephew went out there To DC for the protest and stuff The other night and um, asked him how to go. He said, "Yeah, I'm not going back out there." No oh, man, it got real. <laughs> they too lit out there. It got too raw. It got nah, too raw, man. They crazy out there. That's why they crazy the out there. That's why I called the purge. They they not joking, man. Yeah. But this is the thing, though, right? The oh. wild part. It's a like it's a lot of folks that hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Rod, Rod, Rod. Before you go, I'm gonna go back to you. Let's just do. Let's just finish out the uh, the intro. We're gonna yeah. do the plugs. I'm gonna go right back to you. All right. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't even introduce myself. <laughs> even though, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to introduce myself. We're going to do our plugs. And this is Fish Montana, a.k.a. El Pesco. You know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all follow us. Twitter, not a podcast. N-O-T-T-A podcast. You feel me? Gmail, even though with all everything that's going on, we can still get a bag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just hit us up on Gmail. This ain't no podcast at gmail.com. Also, IG. 
artwork is made by the man himself, Mr. Magic Fingers B. Prince. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hit us up on there. This ain't no podcast. Put the at in front of that. You feel me? But Roz, what were you about to say, good sir? What was going on, yo? What are you saying is going on in the city, yo? <laughs> it was wild because a lot of a lot of the stuff that was getting messed up, it wasn't all done by folks that was in the city. It was it was done by folks that was from out of the city mm-hmm. and messing stuff up and then rolling out. You know what I mean? It it, it was wild for me saying because I I saw a lot of videos of different folks that was on Instagram and posted their videos too that was down there, and you could see who's being peaceful and who's not. You know what I mean? And when stuff was getting wild and getting crazy, you know who was doing it and who wasn't doing it, in a sense, because everybody wasn't out there for that BS, for that bullshit. It was just the ones trying to get it to go more and more heavier and more serious than what it was going for real. Man. Look, we know... I mean, if you've been under a fucking... you got to be under a fucking rock if you don't know what's going on right now. You know what I'm saying? Like... 2020 <laughs> let me tell you something yo when we're all old and decrepit i feel like 2020 needs to have its own history book yo <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. or at least needs to be 2020 has to be at like at least six chapters long <laughs> as far as the shit that's been been happening you feel me like if i if when my son goes to school and i ask to see his history book if i don't see nothing that happened in 2020 then they're trying to cover this shit up you know what i mean i'm not trusting nothing in the school systems no more you know what i'm saying um, you, you know what i you know what i saw somebody describe 2020 as which that? i can relate to what's that beautifully ugly mm, wow okay did they explain yeah. that or what? They did. But, I mean, I guess, like, that could be subjective, too, right? Because, like, for me, I got a new home. I got a bigger home. Uh, you know, more space for my kids to be, um, you know, debt-free. You know what I'm saying? So it's been beautiful for me and my family. Right. Before, but it's also been ugly. It's been numerous deaths. Numerous deaths. Like, a bunch of bad news. Yeah. Uh, between Wes Unsell, Jerry Sloan, uh, George Floyd, uh, you know, Breonna Taylor, Amar Aubrey, like it's been, it's been beautifully ugly, you know, like, and I think with the quarantine as well, can't forget about COVID, COVID shut this whole bitch down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but also, it's beautiful because we've been able to spend more time with our families. Um, you know, and I do think that 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 distance makes the heart grow fonder. Like when we like when we get on here, like I can honestly tell, like like we miss each other. Like we ain't been around each other. Like we can't like we can't kick it like how we used to. Yep. We can't go outside. Niggas can't go to Old Navy. Bro. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 just it's just crazy. So I think it's been beautifully ugly because it gives you a chance to, you know, it's probably God telling you to sit down. If you needed to sit down, if you was moving too fast, you know, like, shit, go ahead and sit down, young fella, take a break, or young young lady, go ahead and take a break. And, you know, like my wife, she started up her business with her best friend, right. you know, and she they 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 
they're able to fulfill and, and do certain things that they've been wanting to do for a long time, and the quarantine helped them do that. So that's why I say I can agree with, like, beautifully ugly. Other people may not agree. It could just be ugly all around, but it's been some good, but a whole lot of bad as well. Yeah, it's definitely, I feel like it's been a lot of ugly, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like you said, but it has been some good, but right now, I feel like it has been more ugly than good. You know what I mean? Like 2020 to me has been, I don't know, yo. It's just, I don't know. I don't really, I never was big into like astrology and all that shit. But what's that shit? They usually say something goes wrong. Was it Mercury retrograde or something? Isn't that where shit's supposed to be going wrong? I feel like 2020 is full of Mercury. (laughs) It's Mercury all over the place, yo. You feel me? Like this whole year is just filled with mercury. <laughs> you feel me? But it's like you got George Floyd being murdered in Minneapolis. You know what I'm saying? And you got Breonna Taylor got murdered in her own home. You know what I'm saying? And yo, it's just with this going on. I remember my son. Right? We gonna get into this. My son. I was watching the Maude Arbery case i mean i was watching the preliminary hearing the other day um you know just because i want to i want to make sure you know i want to i want to be up to date i want to see what's going on i want to make sure those cops i mean i'm sorry those uh those white males that killed him i want to make sure they get their just due i want to make sure they don't get bail i want to make sure they stay in there they stay in in their in custody you know what i'm saying and they get charged as murderers so i'm watching the case and my son comes up, he's like, Daddy, what you watching? I'm like, son, this is the Ahmaud Arbery preliminary hearing. Ahmaud Arbery. Then he asked me who's Ahmaud Arbery. I said, Ahmaud Arbery was a black man. He was murdered. And it was Georgia, I believe, right? It was Georgia he was murdered. Georgia? Yep. Yes. All right. So he was mur- murdered in Georgia. He was, uh, you know, murdered by, by some white males who, you know, I told him because he was murdered because he was a black man and they, you know, they don't, they don't, you know, they, they felt like it was right for them to take his life. You know what I'm saying? And there's a, this is the trial for them to, this is the preliminary hearing, which means they're figuring out if they're going to go to trial for this, for this crime. He looked at me, he said, you know, because I, 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 there's a video up on my computer and everything he looked at me he's like daddy how come if there's a video why do they have to go to trial and i was like Shh, son i, <laughs> I kind of was like stuck i was like you know that's that's a good question you know what i mean i'm like i'm like i wish you know i wish it was they can it's clear as day you can see what happened but this is what we have to go through like you have to go through trial you have to make sure that you know this this is just how america is you know what i'm saying like we see one thing and we have to go through the justice system and but for most for the most part i try to break it down to like for the most part we have to cross our fingers to make sure that these men get charged properly you know what i mean and as i'm sitting here talking to him i'm sitting there like i really have to explain to my kid you know what I mean? Like, my son is 10 years old. It's like, he doesn't understand racism like that. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't understand racism. He doesn't understand injustices in the world, in America. He doesn't understand that 
He doesn't understand what white privilege is. He doesn't understand that we have been putting at a disadvantage for 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 centuries. You know what I'm saying? Because of the system and things like that. So it's it's I've realized like it's this is the time to explain to him that he is a black man. He's a black boy right now that will, you know, he's growing to a black man and there's certain situations he needs to look out for and needs to prepare for. You know what I'm saying? He needs to know what America really is. You know what I mean? So as I bring this up, um, for though I know majority of us have children, excluding B and Raws, you know what I'm saying? But even though I'm bringing this situation up, I feel like y'all can give y'all input as well. But how would you, how have you guys, or how would you guys explain to your children about what's going on you feel me and how you feel and what is the importance of explaining this to our our sons and our daughters you know what i'm saying whoever wants to jump in don't really matter who wants to jump in i'll I'll hop in um i actually did and i know that we kind of brought this up in our group chat offline but um shortly thereafter i did pull a little buck aside and um you know, just bring it up like, hey, are you aware about what's going on? Why are everybody so angry? Right. Um, and he he was somewhat in a bubble, but he was aware about the uproar. He, he's a, he's aware of uh, Floyd, what happened with him. Um, he knew that protests were going on, but he still didn't really have the context in terms of um, why is everybody so mad about like one person, right? You know, um, and that's where I was trying to fill in the gaps, so to speak. I was like the one person um, I equated almost like a spark needed to go ahead and light a fire because this is something that's been bubbling for a while now as it relates to just uh, racial um, inequality. You know, and I was trying to break that down to him that, look, he is. Well, if you want to get like big picture with it, it's almost like he's almost like a martyr, you know, for the African-American culture right now where we face certain things. We've known about it for the longest of time, hundreds of years. Right. But um, it took this to go ahead and like, like that spark to go ahead and give everybody just so upset where it finally blew over and they're just like fed up because he is, what they're deeming to be the last in a line of individuals that have been taken way before their time um, as it relates to just like police, uh, police brutality, um, going big picture, uh, justice system, how that goes against like uh, black people where you're just more so on the color of your skin versus the acts that you so-called committed, you know, it's just like people are just like fed up and they're going out and they're, they're protesting they're trying to make their voices heard you know um and that's what it, it boils down to now as it relates to the protest because he was asking questions about that and i'm trying to rationalize it to him and again he's not even 13 yet so he he's kind of getting it but again it's still kind of like in one ear out the other where it's kind of like not really yeah. gelling yeah I'm, I'm trying to explain to him that well the the rioting the looting People are saying it's in his name, but unfortunately, many of their reasons are not sincere. 
you know, uh, people are just shooting a shot, unfortunately, which is sad. However, I think the bigger focus should be put on the the protest where people are trying to let these elected officials who technically work for the people versus the other way around how it's normally spun, you know, to the masses. They're trying to let them know that, look, you guys talk about it. You need to be about it. Mm. You actually need to go ahead and actually put some action behind some of the things that you go ahead and campaign on and actually say when you actually send to that particular office, you need to go out and actually protect us. There is a huge problem and we're not going to take it anymore. You know, and with that, he was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. And, you know, and again, he just kind of went back to, he still didn't understand why people felt so angry that they would go ahead and, you know, loot stores and, you know, just kind of take from other people, you know, and in that part, I still struggle with myself. So therefore trying to rationalize it to like a, you know, almost like basically a preteen. I found a couple of problems, but I was happy to have that conversation with them finally and just let also let them know um, beyond that, just like this current situation that look, unfortunately things are set up where no matter how smart you are, depending on your skin color, you got to work twice as hard sometimes just to prove yourself, you know, despite your skin color, uh, because of your skin color, excuse me. Um, if you can get pulled over, it could be like a simple, you know, might be a little bit over the speed limit. You will find yourself in a situation where you have three or four police cars behind your vehicle yeah. because they view you as a danger. Fear for your life, too. Exactly. You know, which is unnecessary. You automatically be cast in the light that, oh, there he goes, you know, in certain respects, in certain circles, and particularly where we live, just because we're in a predominantly white county, you know, here in Maryland. Hell and, yeah. Um, (laughs) and um, I was like it's unfortunate that this is a reality and you're at the point now where you need to learn how that this is a reality and also how to handle yourself because one thing that we're not going to do is allow them to intimidate us you know you shouldn't be ashamed that you're smarter than somebody you always need to put your best foot forward and also too if you happen to have because I think beyond just the racial aspect there's also a bit of classism in some respects, you know, um, as well, you should never be ashamed as far as some of the things that you have. You always need to be humble with it, but you should never apologize. And I never apologize for trying to put my best foot forward to go ahead and provide the best life possible for my family. You know, you know, it's funny when you say that I had a conversation with a homegirl of mine and I was like, she was telling me about how she was kind of, she was interviewing cause she's in media. She was interviewing um some uh you know they were they were white women you know what i mean i believe lawyers or something like that she was interviewing them and she kind of i believe brought up the situ- the george floyd situation and you know it got kind of awkward she said it was awkward like some of them didn't say anything and i was like look I'm of the belief of making white people as uncomfortable as possible. You know, you know what I'm saying? That's of the belief. That's my belief. If it, especially when it comes to conversation, like we we gonna talk about it, we gonna talk about it. If you want to feel uncomfortable? That's them. You know what I'm saying? Like you're white. You were born comfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you came out the womb comfortable. You know what I'm saying? You maneuver around the world comfortable. So me saying what I need to say, and you get feeling uncomfortable. That bothers me not one bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to feel uncomfortable today. That's on you. That ain't on me. 
You know what I mean? Like, I, that's, I don't know, yo. Like, we got to stop feeling like we need to, I don't know, appease, not appease, I don't want to say that, but make them feel like we shouldn't say certain things just because, oh, maybe they might think this and think that. No, we are who we are. You feel me? We are, especially if we're stating what's going on in the world that is involved that 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 affects us as a as a as our race as a black people you feel what i'm saying i have no problem saying what you know what I'm what's going on in our community i have no problem saying that cops are killing us i don't have no problem saying white people are pri- most white people are privileged you know what i'm saying i have no problem saying that to a white person to a cop or whatever you know what i'm saying it's not my job to make you comfortable you know what i mean that's but i think I a lot what this is too though they know it already you can't like oh yeah the the situation that happened with with george floyd um amar arbery well let me take amar out of it because it wasn't police involved he was a former police so it's kind of you can throw him in there but brianna taylor um eric gardner you know things like that um fidel castillo things that are like in your face you still choose to ignore the issue like at this point you choose you know you choose to believe what you believe it's not like well he did this you could do everything right but they can still do everything right and he still got gunned down in front of his daughter in front of his family in this car so so I mean it's almost like it's like what can you do? You can tell them to do the right thing, and you still getting gunned down for doing the right thing. You revolt and rebel. They going gun you down, down for that too. Place. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's almost like you gotta use every situation. I want to say gauge every situation different because I, I feel like you kind of gotta like. Feel the officer out, like see if they're nervous. Cause you could tell if an officer is nervous. You know, like just just start to see certain things. So I don't know if it's like, can we tell our kids to do a certain thing and follow a certain rule every time? It's like, do, are we supposed to tell them to gauge the situation, and then like if the if the officer is nervous, tell them pull back, or like if they. You know, or like some people, they see the officer's pussy. He's pulling me over because you ain't got shit else to do. You know, so it's like, what do you do? You know? Honestly, I feel like we need to teach our kids, since because we all got black kids, black sons, you know what I'm saying? We need to let them know, we need to teach them that it's not there's not safe out here you know what i'm saying like <laughs> like it's not safe you feel me like even though i feel like we are making like a few steps forward over this shit as far as like the protests i'm all 50 states have been protesting for george floyd you know what i'm saying which is which is crazy in itself like i've never heard of no shit like that where all 50 states have come together to protest which is beautiful to me but it's like we're making a uh we're making baby steps you know what i'm saying i don't feel like things are going to change by the time they're 18 you know what i mean and they're on their own and they're driving on their own they're driving their cars and 
they may get pulled over by somebody. I feel like we still need to inform them to be cautious. You know what I mean? Watch how they move their hands and shit. Cause like, you know, you know, we know, we know how it is. We've all had that feeling, that fucked up feeling of when that them them cop lights cut on in the back of you. I don't know about y'all, but that shit like every, it's till this day. If I see some cop lights come on, no matter if my shit is good, like I could my this could be my my car can there be no weed nothing and anything in there you know what i'm saying like i know i'm clean i know i haven't done anything wrong my license is straight my registration is straight you know what i mean like it's still that feeling just still one tear drop of sweat and go regardless even if everything 100 percent good my fault hold on hold on hold on on. say that again ross say it again i said regardless of what still one tear drop of sweat will go even if everything 100 percent that's a fact. Oh, hey, so Aaron. I had an issue not too long ago. So I'm coming out of uh, not my new house, but my old from my old house. I was on my way to work. It was like eight o'clock in the morning, eight thirty, and there was a cop right there by the apartments. I, I was speeding, but I'm on like speed. I'm on getting it to the point where like my truck was about to tip over. But the truck is still in my father's name, who was passed on, right? right. So. And I don't know if I, I don't know if he didn't say he pulled me up because I didn't have on my seatbelt. But I make the turn at the light. He behind me. I swear, and my little test is I switch lanes like twice just to see. I do the same. So I switch, I switch lanes. He followed me. I switch lanes again. He followed me. And he hit, hit the lights. I said, okay. All right. I pull over. And from every time I get, I keep my, my wallet in my front pocket. So I just reach in my front pocket real quick. I still, I put my, my seatbelt was on at that point. Put my wallet, I keep, take my wallet out, make sure I have everything ready for him. You know, and he ain't even say, you know, why I pulled you over today. He say, license registration is showing. All right, here you go. And he come back and he say, well, you're not Logan Martin, are you? I said, no, nah, that's my father. He, this is his, you know, it was his truck. I pat, he passed on. I'm driving it. Okay. You need to go and get that. You need to go and get that switched up. Have a good day. So it's like for nothing, just to be it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like so. What? Exactly. You ain't say. You ain't say. Do you know the reason why I pulled you over today? You, you ain't say. Oh, you. I should have. But I'm you just like, all right, fam. I'm. Hey, look, I was like, all right, fam. I just gotta go to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, give me my shit so I can go. But then I call. I call my wife, I call Jasmine, and I call my mother. And Jasmine, she real like, even though she mixed, she real like power to the people, fuck these white people, right? Yeah. And she like... I've said on this podcast before, mixed people are the most like radical <laughs> when it comes to like fighting the they, power. That's because, that's because they can though, right? Because it's like, all right, I know, I know both sides, you know what I'm saying? I know yeah. like, they be on some fuck shit. So it's like, so I told her, she was like, oh, she was like, you should have recorded that. And you should have got his badge number and you should have got his name. All that. And I was like, you know, I wasn't even, I was like, I knew I was clean. I did nothing wrong. He just like, so she was like, nah. And she said, you should have asked him what was the reason why he pulled you up. Yeah. That's the first thing you should have asked. But you feel, but hey, Martin, before you finish, that's, I feel like 
I've been in a situation where you were in where it was like, I don't even want no problems. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you and were in that situation. I don't want no problems. I'm good. I'm clean. I can go. I bet. And that, yeah, and that in itself, that right. in itself is a fucking problem, yo. We should be able to be like, yo, give me your license, give me your badge number, give me this, give me that. We should be able to say that confidently and not feel like we're going to get our head bust open. But I feel like that as a black man, if we sit there and be like, yo, no, nah, fuck that. You violated me. You you did this wrong, did that wrong. This a mindset. It's, this has been in our head. This is putting our head since youth. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, damn, yeah. I don't feel like I should say this shit to him because he might take it the wrong way. He gonna pull his gun right. out. He gonna boom, boom, and then, and then I'm gone. My family gonna be without a father. My mother gonna have a son. My 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 wife not gonna have a husband. My kids not gonna have a father. You feel what I'm saying? Like it takes. Yeah. This is our mindset, and if, to me, that is the fucking problem. That's the that's problem. What's changing up society. I think that's what's changing up society too. Because just like you said, our mindset. Our mindsets is like, I don't know, kind of stacked up like dominoes almost. I saw a man in the Daily Show, he kind of represented something like that. But anytime, you know, I know y'all saw that thing with the uh, lady that was walking her dog and the black guy was just saying, put him on a leash. <laughs> and Shorty was choking the shit out her dog? She was choking the shit out of her dog. And the guy was just recording her saying, just put your dog on a leash, just put your dog on a leash. Yep. And she was calling the police saying that he was hitting her, he had hit her and did all that extra. That was just off a call off mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just immediate reaction. Because I know it's been times before when I walk past a white person, a Chinese person, and somebody of another race. And just because of my look and my and their mindset, they may did some might cross the street, grab their purse, or step a little further away than what they were, they was when they were first walking beside. You know what I mean? They had to step a little bit further away. So you're not as close. I, that even happened on the train before though, on some real talk. You feel me? Uh, me and Buck had a situation, like a, like an actual situation in rural America. So mm. our mother's family is from, like you shaking his head, our mother's family is from deep Virginia, mm. like mm. to the point where it's on the map. But Ten minutes if, away I, from West Virginia. if we ever hear somebody say they're from the area or a nearby city in that area, like that is so rare, so rare. <laughs> and this occasion... We go down there and yeah. we actually bring Nick with us because she's never been down there and she actually wanted to see where um, our mother's side of the family was from. So we're down there and we leave um, my aunt's house. It was later at night. So we're on the car with Buck and he's driving actually. I'm in the passenger seat, Nick's in the back. And when I say, the, pop the black population is so low. Mm. Like, this is like some hick shit. Like, some, like this is real life shit, some hick shit. Right? <laughs> but it's one of them situations where you wonder why the black people haven't left yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of area in VA where our mother's from. So we're down there. We leave our aunt's house. We're heading back to the hotel. And Buck wasn't speeding. We didn't run no stop signs. Wasn't no busted taillights. Wasn't nothing. It was a fresh whip. You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, squad car pulls us over. And we're looking. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? So Buck's getting angry, right? And I, don't, I know where we at. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. You know, stuff like that. So <laughs> we pull over. And then another cop car pulls up behind him. And, and Buck's pissed. 
So he walks up to the window, white cop, of course. He walks up to the window. You know, of course, you got to roll it down. <laughs> and, and like, I, I've always like laughed and was proud of Buck for this. You know, he ain't rolled the window all the way down for the officer. He cracked that shit on him. <laughs> Uncle Buck is a and legend. And already man. had his license ready. And he's like, mm-hmm. tuck the license through the little crack of the window. Like, here you go. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uncle Buck, <laughs> he, you, time, a, you a brave, sir. <laughs> I mean, in Hickville, he did that, right? Yeah, it's whole brave. time, though, and Signal was kind of shot down there, too. So it's not like you're calling your family for support, right? So the whole time, I'm like, fuck. They going to, like, you know my spirit. I'm trying to protect everybody and shit like that. But I'm like, they going to take me out, take Buck out. They're going to rape Nick, send her down a ravine somewhere. Like, in my head, I'm picturing all this shit happening because this was, like, happening in real time for no goddamn reason. Mm-hmm. And didn't even stipulate why the fuck they pulled us over or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? It was like... Give me a breathalyzer? The whole nine. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was crazy, yo. And I'm, like, I'm talking about, like, in true blue Hickville did this shit. All because they saw three black people in the car. Now I get, you know, Buck and Nick. It's hard to tell, but you got you know they black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that happened in real time. And all my life, that was the only time I've ever felt that, you know, oh shit, this is a real thing. I've been pulled over plenty of fucking times. Some of which I felt wasn't warranted. Some of which is like, maybe it's on me. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. But it was never an issue to where I ever felt threatened other than that one time. Now, I know another story of and with Uncle Buck and Darnell. Because y'all know, like, we hung out with people like, you know, Corvettes and, you know, Lexuses and Acuras and stuff like that. And as a young black man, you see people driving that stuff. If I'm not mistaken, Uncle Buck Darnell and it got pulled over because there's young black men, teenagers, riding through the streets in a Corvette, a fresh joint, right. but pulled them over just for the sake of that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure, it might have been a little bit of, you could say, speeding or whatnot, but then I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you correct me if I'm wrong, but like, it was really because they saw some black men in a Corvette, more or less. Don't it don't need to be a Corvette though either? Cause like no, I was on Whitfield Chapel Road one day, and like a cop was like five hundred yards away, like even more. I was speeding at first, but you can see a cop that far away, right? So you slow yeah. up, and as we pass the cop, we get a hundred yards away from him. He pulls out, pulls us over, um, said, "Do you know I pulled you over?" All that type of stuff or whatever. And I was like, no, I don't know. He said, you were speeding. I said, how was I speeding if I was going 10 miles per hour under the speed limit passing your car? You have to pass the car for the speed radar to ping your speed. Like we were way too far away for it to ping the speed. But there were four black men in a Nissan Altima. I didn't have tents or anything, so he could clearly see us as we passed him. And he was probably like, oh, jackpot. I don't even think I got a ticket that time. But you know, like pulled us over, like three cops, uh, three cop cars pull up behind us and all that Just stuff. Just put that car down. Yeah, car didn't, we didn't get patted down that time. But the car oh. didn't smell like we nothing. Like, 
it was just like a big waste of time for that. Um, then another time in the city off of like Florida and U, where U Street turns back into Florida Ave or whatever, um, we were pulled over by a task force. In D.C., right? Yeah, in right. D.C., in one of those Tahoes. Um, they didn't tell me why they pulled us over until the end of their search. They pulled us all out the car. I pulled the Uncle Buck thing. I rolled the window down like an inch. And had <laughs> but they was like, you know what? Get out the car. So <laughs> they pulled, pulled me out the car. They had bulletproof vests on, all that stuff. Um, they pulled both of my friends out the car, put us all in cuffs, sat us on the curb or whatever, searched the car, searched the trunk, all that stuff. Um, and then you hear them talking like, where the guns at? All that type of stuff. Um, we got off there without a ticket, too. They said they pulled me over because I didn't signal before I turned. Bro, I remember I came back from a podcast. This was the Super Bowl. This was when the Falcons played the Patriots and we had just finished recording. I'm coming back. I'm coming back home. If y'all don't know, for those, the new listeners, Fish Montana, AKA El Pesco, I live in Baltimore. This is when Uncle Buck, we recorded in the dojo at the time and Uncle Buck lived in, uh, uh, what was that, Bowie? That's Bowie, right? Upper Marlboro. Upper Marlboro, excuse me. We were there. I'm on 95. I'm driving. The cop car had another car pulled over. You know what I'm saying? And as they're pulled over, had another car. You know what I'm saying? I'm driving. I'm going like, because I've been pulled over plenty of times. So I'm going the speed limit and I see the cop car. You know what I'm saying? I'm going the speed limit. I'm not, no, I'm not going fast. So I go by and as they're done with that car, I seen the, I seen the cop look at me too as he got in the car. He looked at me. He fucking pulled out. He came and pulled me over. Pulled me over. He said, "You know why I pulled you over?" I said, "No, <laughs> I wasn't speeding. What was going on?" He said, "Yo, you didn't switch. You didn't turn to the next lane while I had another car pulled over." I didn't even know that was a rule. I didn't know that was a law. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what? He's like, he, you didn't go. He said, you didn't go to the next lane while I had another car pulled over. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So he's like, you got any? And I ain't going to lie. I smoked in my car earlier that day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He smelled a little something. He was like, we're going to have to search this car. Pulled me out the car. Had me handcuffed. I was handcuffed for at least an hour. An hour. You know what I'm saying? They searched my car thoroughly they pulled shit out they pulled my they took my fucking uh my um glove compartment they started taking papers and stuff out they start throwing shit around they opened my trunk because my car is keyless and i was close enough where they could open the trunk they opened the trunk what they thought you was a kingpin i guess i don't know they was trying yo that trunk thing is a myth they go to the trunk first they go to the (laughs) yo b princeton said it they went to my trunk i'm like bro you didn't even ask. There's no warrant or nothing. This is before I knew anything about the law. I ain't know nothing about the law. I'm just like, yo, because I got, the, I had the, key, you know, the keyless cars. If you're close enough, you can open the car door and you can open the trunk. Open the trunk. They going through the trunk. There's one of the cops says you need to clean this trunk out. I can't find nothing. I said what? <laughs> I'm looking for like the fuck you looking for, nigga. You know what I'm saying? In my head. Hey yo, so my cousin schooled me a long time ago. Uh, 
my shout out my cousin Marcus. Like he's with me a long time ago. He told me never ride with anything inside of the car. What you do is you put it inside your gas tank. I was doing that ever since. They they go to the trunk. They go everywhere else. They're not going to eject your gas tank open. And most of the time with some of these cars, you can't even figure out how to open up your motherfucking gas tank most of the time. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the fuck they do? The 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 the, the, mm. the, the boss the sack is also a nice, uh, a nice hiding spot. The the good old the spot dip between your balls and your thigh. Yeah, the dip. <laughs> the we call that the dip in Baltimore. It's your Whatever, dip. Uh, Whatever, man. That's Put it in your dip. That's why Fel- well, fellas, we're not here to talk about where you should hide your <laughs> illegal. Hey, <laughs> we're not here. We're not here to discuss that. <laughs> yeah, well, this is kind of hiding stuff, but not just popping the trunk or the gas tank. I've been in a car where the cop has pulled off my friend's whole like display monitor. They like his like radio thing. They took off his vents out of his car. All that, and then just left him. Left the vents all over the place. Took his back seat up off of the hinges and stuff. Yeah, they yeah, all that. yeah. Well, look, I don't do that shit before. We we know we know what. Well, since we've had our experiences, man, we know what you know. The police system is going on. Like what? I want to ask. I've had two. I've had two experiences. I'm not gonna say the second one. Uh-huh. The second one was actually with a black cop, though. So I've had one with Uncle Buck before a white cop unit and I had another one here in Maryland with an actual black cop who was trying his damnedest to take me in mm-hmm. off some some buck shit type shit. So it's not just about a white cop or a white person thing. It's about cops, period. The system. Yep. The power. It's the yeah. power that they deem they have. In society. But but what what I wanna shift it towards like, okay, I wanna bring this I wanna just give this out there. I I feel like we see what happened with George Floyd. Rest in peace to George Floyd, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Tragic. You know what I'm saying? We saw that cop put his knee on that man's neck for nine fucking minutes, yo. Nine minutes. He had his knee on that man's neck. Told him he couldn't breathe. He called out for his mother and all types of shit. The saddest thing I done seen. It's like... It ha- this is something that's been going on for not just decades but centuries. You know what I'm saying? Like we've been getting treated like this, and four hundred and one years. And I wanted to say like, but since Trayvon Martin, when that ha- the Trayvon Martin situation, we've seen Mike Brown, Eric Gardner, Sandra Bland. We've seen these different situations, and we've had came out, we've come out, and we've marched and we've protested. But now, now y'all let me know how y'all feel. This is how I feel. You know what I'm saying? I feel like now the protests are actually causing an effect. You know what I'm saying? And oh, 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 but what I'm saying, what I mean by that is like I've seen us protest for Trayvon. I've seen us protest for Freddie Gray. I seen us protest for Mike Brown. I seen us protest for Eric Gardner, but it didn't feel like what's going on right now. All fifty states, I'm seeing people protest, not just black people in the black community, but I'm actually seeing 
Say it again, Giz. Out of the country too. London, everywhere. Out of the country, right. I'm seeing it out of the country as well. And it's like, I feel like now the protests feel different. You know what I'm saying? Like it fit, I feel like there's actually change happen. You know what I'm saying? There's actually a change happening. I feel like no, I don't even want to say change. I want to say an effect. There's a effect called happening because of the protests. You know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. cops got arrested. The cops who the, the cop who murdered George Floyd was arrested. The other cops who um I'm what's it called when you when you when you actually when you're they assist. 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 An accomplice. An accomplice. An assist. They assisted yeah. the murder. Accomplice. They were arrested as well. Um, the Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace to Breonna Taylor, who was also murdered by police. And was it was it Louisville? Yeah. Was it in Louisville? Mm-hmm. Yep. The, the, her case got reopened because of social media, because of protests. Um, Ahmaud Arbery, his murderers. Like I said before, are in custody. I feel like now these protests. I feel like the voices are actually being heard. Yeah, I have an I have an opinion on to why, uh, and it goes to A Martin's point. I would love to hear uh, of it being a, a what did you say oddly beautiful or something like that. Uh, I don't know the phrasing. Be- be- beautifully ugly. Beautifully, beautifully ugly. ugly. It's to that point. Um, like it's it's timing, I hate to say that, but the fact that he was killed during this COVID thing, right? Um, That's a good point. Plays it plays a big part in this because we're, we're the closest we've ever been as a world, even though we're far apart. Mm. You know what I mean? So like it's even more than just black voices that are being heard right now. It's the whole world's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's in the house, but it's the one time we're all kind of going through the same thing. Like everybody in the whole world is going through the same thing. So like people sympathize with that. Um, So like I say, COVID definitely pours some gasoline on this whole thing. I agree. Go ahead. Go ahead, Buck. My fault. I'll say I I agree. Um, I know that this conversation has happened, I think amongst our group, in the past, but I think also with this, um, I think it's shedding light on some stuff. I'm, I'm proud to see the progress that's being made, people being called out for things that have been going on for decades, you know, as it relates to like, uh, you know, police and stuff. Um, I guess I want to circle back to, I know we're fighting for, you know, we're talking about basic level playing field, right? Let's summarize it like that. Level playing field for black people to go ahead and be viewed as equals. Um, but but with that being said, particularly with what you hear from some of these um, comments and maybe there's loose comments from various uh, protesters, um, other uh, celebrities, whatever the case may be. Um, do you feel that the need for a black leader has arisen again? And I ask that question mainly because with. Again, using that example about all these different people, African-Americans, Blacks, speaking out on various things. Again, like we know that the main priority is just we want a level playing field, right? But the right. question is, what do you do with it once you get it? What's Basically, what's the end game? Uncle Buck. Because, it, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's funny you said that because I actually wanted to bring that up because I saw yeah. Tory Lanez 
was on Twitter putting out ideas as far as like protesting and things like that. And they were pretty good ideas, you know what I'm saying? But I felt like we shouldn't put them out to the public. You know what I'm saying? His ideas that he was saying and the 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 for how to protest and like for the so-called rioters and looters, you know what I'm saying? Even though we've had there is proof that their police and and the police have been putting plants out there to do riots and things like that. He put out like ideas of what should be done as far as like how to organize and how to actually do it. I feel like I don't I don't like I like the I like that everyone's putting an idea forth. That's what I love. I love to see that we're all putting ideas and we're all putting thoughts out there. I don't like the fact that they're public. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't like the fact that we're out here putting our ideas on Twitter. So to go what you said, I do but I do think we need not just one leader, but we need a organization. You know what I'm saying? We need an organization of leaders to come together and we, you know, bring these ideas. The, the, the leader, we should have people come together and we have, you know, they bring their ideas to. And once they, you know, we, we can bring something together, we can become more organized and then put that out to the community. So, yes. I well, do. Isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't that what the NAACP is for? I was going to say. I mean, takes- yes, but... but <laughs> That that takes more than one. It nah, takes no, no, no. It's 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 a, what, the me, problem. Let me hear. Let me the, hear. Problem, the, the problem that our community has been facing is the fact that we're so stuck in our pocket of just where we've been as a culture. So yeah, this is the first time that we haven't taken our foot off the gas because it's been eight to nine days later. With that, you have the incident of NAACP. You have Nation of Islam. You have Black Lives Matter move. You have all these movements. The problem is, is us as a people sticking to those mm-hmm. deals. That's yeah. the and then you have to have the individual or groups of individuals who are willing to take this task on and truly take it on in a responsible manner and way. The, the, the unfortunate thing about our people is that we don't always get into a position of power and utilize those that, that outlet as, in the proper manner. Hence, Baltimore has taken forever to get a proper leader without corruption. I mean, shit, PG County forever sure to get a proper leader. <clears throat> I mean, DC, I noticed, DC, not, DC has some solid leaders. The dude who um, had to step down because he supported the chick with that that super with that 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 documentary about the teacher who came up with the idea of reforming education yeah, across the board. He supported her, and they had yeah, to step down. He I did. He was a black man. Did nothing wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we have to be able to come together. And trust our ideals, trust the process, do right by the process, and then move forward. And that's the problem we've always had. It hasn't been truly since 
Yeah, the, the only crazy part is who's the boss. Oh, what he Obama, people give Obama shit, but I respect Obama because he was a man of all people. Yeah. Not just black people. He did right by black people, but he was a man of all people because he had to be. Mm-hmm. Dr. King and people like that, they had to be the voice of the black people. So we haven't had a figure since Dr. King, a voice of the black people since then. But that's a rare breed. That's a person who knew he had assassination attempts on his life and still stood at that pedestal. Yeah. Given his mountain high speech. And then, like, his laser was so bad, he collapsed, right? And had to catch him. It takes that type of leadership to push us forward. I don't, I don't disagree with you at all, Giz. I don't disagree with you at all. You know what I'm saying? And what I was saying is, yes, we do need that leader. And I feel like now, I feel like is the time we can find that leader. I feel like now is the time we can get that leader. I'm not, I don't want to sit here and put out that we can't find that leader. We're not able to find that leader. I think we now is the time. Where we need to, you know what I'm saying, find not just one, but multiple leaders, you know what I'm saying, we come together at a round table, you know what I'm saying, and talk out how we need to progress as a people, how we need to, how we need to take over not only financially but politically how we need to take over as far as growing our communities how how we can just stop all this shit that's happening right now and i feel like now is the time to find that i feel like now we should even though we've been we should have been looking for it but i feel like as now we got yeah. the the attention we got the attention of the world right now yeah we got the attention of the world right now and while we got the attention of the world and we're making we're we're putting the pressure on a lot of politicians. We're putting the pressure on a lot of a lot of businesses right now to show whose side are you on. It's that time right now to figure out who's going to be in this round table and who's going to help us move forward as a people. You feel what I'm saying? That's what I feel like. That's what I feel like we need to do. This is the time. You know what I mean? Like I know I'm probably like. I don't want to sound, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to sound like I'm just throwing shit out there, but I feel like now is now is that moment, now is that time while we got everyone's attention. While the world is looking at what's really going on and we really seeing what America is really built on cuz we all as a black community, we knew what America was about. Like this ain't new to us. You feel me? It's 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 a lot of people that's just getting hip to what's going on in our community and what's going on as far as right now. So that's what I'm. That's more so what I'm saying. And I don't disagree with Giz. I don't want to make it seem like I'm trying to shit on what you just said, but because I agree with everything you said. I 100% agree with what you said. I think that's how it should be. I think the one person who could do that is Obama. I mean, in hindsight, it's like he has his Obama Foundation. So that is an outlet in what you're talking about for people to reach out, communicate, because it's an open access channel. Reach out, communicate, and then, you know, see what happens. But the thing is, what I kind of wonder is the fact of he's seen the, the worst of the worst of this country. And that's all the things that we don't even know about that hasn't even been discussed via media outlets and things like that. He's privy to all that type of shit. And... Hmm. You know, he had a chance, like many people 
Some people just jumped to it right away. Some people had a chance to be still, take in what they're experiencing, and then speak their minds and pain. I think just the other day he just went live and, and spoke his feelings about it and spoke to the people because when he speaks, yep. Yep. we listen. He's that voice of reason, always has been since we kind of heard his name. I think he is that leader. Now, why doesn't he want to take on full time that approach? That is not saying there's anything bad why he doesn't want to do it. I mean, he just literally ran our country for eight years. <laughs> I was about of, to say, he's probably tired right now. Right. But, but it's a gears off his life. That's, that, right. that's the point I'm trying to, I was making. It's a daunting <laughs> task. It's a task that is not for, you know, the uneasy stomach. you got to have a stomach for that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, because right. all the loopholes and all the BS you're going to have to go through, corporate America, who has a hand in government, going through government and going through the media, it is a daunting task. You see what I'm saying? So trying to find that right figure. So we're saying who's going to be that leader or leaders, right, what? who can lead us in that direction. There ain't been nobody vetted. There's there's nobody vetted or nobody who has like that background to where we can all sit here and say like, oh, what about this, this, and this? It's more or less pitching ideas, and then those ideas get pitched, and then and then what? Well, I, I think that's what ultimately he's trying to go ahead and throw out there. If you kind of also besides his plan, he's also been preaching consistently for individuals to start speaking out, continue to go ahead and use their voice, and not let their foot off the throttle. I think he is trying to throw out there like, look. Someone needs to take this torch. And once you take that torch, burn this bitch down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he he wants um, to kind of, uh, Amar would know this from a wrestling phrase. They want the, basically, like Vince McMahon, he wants someone to go ahead and reach up and grab that that, that brass ring. I want to talk to about Vince McMahon, actually. <laughs> go he ahead. wants to grab that brass ring and become like that next figure. And I think it needs to be made yeah. One at the most, possibly two, similar to like how Malcolm and Mario were back in the day. Because the reason I also throw out that whole do you think we need a leader type thing is just because, once again, what my thing is what I'm interpreting from social media, news outlets, the average everyday person, right? Everyone, I think, has like a lot of great ideas. Like you mentioned Tory Lane specifically, you know, with your example. I think a lot of people have great ideas, but what happens is as we continue to go ahead and voice these ideas and voice these displeasures to the powers that be, so to speak. They watching. What I was going to say, it's not saying that any idea or ideas are not priority, but what happens is if I'm the so-called, you know, I'm the leader of the free world, right? Say I'm, I'm, I'm Agent Orange and I actually bring you to the table and I'm like, what is affecting the black culture right now that we can go ahead and work on to go ahead and do it? And um, let's say like I have ten people there. If I'm getting, if I'm receiving ten different answers from ten different people, that's a problem because after a while, once again, it's not saying it's not a priority. It becomes right. white noise. It's white noise because it's just too much. What do you focus on if everybody's screaming it's a priority? You need that link, that leader to go ahead and get that tunnel vision, get that singular vision in place, and prioritize. Make everybody happy. actually attainable. Get the ball rolling and then trickle down. You see what I'm saying? Just because. I've heard, you know, early today I had a conversation with somebody where they're hearing from people that they still want reparations. They want that 40 acres and a mule. Guess what? That's not realistic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you barely have enough money for these stimulus packages. How are you going to go ahead 
There's more black people in the country than there are small businesses that need that money. So where's the money? We can make it. We can, we can. They can. They can make it happen. They just don't want to. But at what cost? No, they I mean, can't make it happen. They trust me. They can't make it happen. Like, that's what I'm saying. I witnessed firsthand what they were doing to make this happen. And that's what I'm saying. Happen. That's why I mentioned that. It, it's. Uh, it was like it was literally an act of Congress to go ahead and get, make this happen. It was chaos. Just and once again, there are more blacks in America than there are small businesses. They stealing money from other programs within the government to make to be able to pay for all these stimulus packages. Yep. Guys, that's all they're doing. There is no like cajillion dollar reserve bank. We're actually in debt to other countries as a country who've had to bail us out. And we've had to go in and dip dive into other government programs and accounts to take funds to be able to pay and afford this in hopes that, oh, we're going to get this money back. That's all this is. And also, too, besides that, if they're flat out telling us there's not enough money for Social Security when we all on this podcast right now retire, how are, once again, where's the money going to come from to give everybody their 40 acres and a mule? It doesn't, the, 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 math, the math doesn't make sense. The only way that you can make that happen is, is basically you have to make a deal with Lucifer himself, meaning that we have to go ahead and turn over to the corporations that actually have the money. And at that point, do you really want some of these oil industries, pharma mm-hmm. making these decisions? Because Amazon. at that point, the ass is, is going to be, all right, if you want my money, I'm a billion-dollar company, I need to say in legislation. At that point, it's going to favor them. It is really going to be anarchy. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Reparations on Amazon. What we got to do. We all put up. Let's start putting it on a building we get. So when shit go down, everybody got a floor. I'm just saying. I feel you. Hey, look. We're going to go to B next, but we pausing real quick because my phone's about to die. I need my charger. <laughs> so we about to we about to, we about to pause what this I real had, quick. What I had to say was not important. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say it anyway, but Yeah, go ahead uh, while we here still. Repar- reparations via Amazon Prime don't sound very that bad. <laughs> well, just get a get an Amazon Prime I'll account. It, I'll get it. I'll get it in two days. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the way everything going, he might be the nigga to give it to. He about to own the world. That's what I'm saying. He can afford it. Oh yeah, Bezos. Yeah, good. Bezos. Uh, good. We gotta do. Hop, but that, that's my point. We gotta do. Hop on the, if hop we start turning, we start turning yeah. over to the uh, the industries. We're in trouble. Yes. All right. So let's time out. Y'all can keep talking. Let me just go grab a charger and shit. I'm pausing this recording. And people will be right back. <laughs> All right. We've been ready. We've been ready, fam. I know y'all been ready. Damn, yeah, I, I wish I could have kept recording. I didn't know y'all was just going in like that. We back now, though. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we, nah, we was using real names and everything. That's how you know it got real. Okay, <laughs> Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, we don't do real names on here, yo. You know what I'm saying? We don't, <laughs> we don't, want, nobody, we don't want nobody getting incriminated unless you're white. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> 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 Unless you are white, we will say your name and say it proud if you did some fuck shit. Say it again. Say it again. If you said some fuck ass shit, we gonna say it proud. <laughs> like one man. So ballpark Barry to sit his ass down. Ballpark Barry. That sounds like somebody. That's, you know what I'm You know what I mean? I don't know if we should. I don't know if we should get into that later. I don't know. That could be a whole part of all the Karens and the. The, the white men that just been going crazy over the Black Lives Matter and people actually showing that they care. That's, that's, 
that's that's a scary situation, man. Seeing what this country really is for what it is, like it could be a sports player who posted something that's some real talk, real spit, is factual, and then you see the people in the comments being kind of scammed through, and like they're still just clueless to it all, and they just refused, like refuse is a strong word because that means you don't you give choose. a fuck. You are just yep. choosing not to pay attention to the reality yep. of that situation, exactly. whatever it you is. And that is the vast serious. majority of white America. Okay? <laughs> and it's not even white America. I ain't going to say it's just white America because you got people like Candace Owens out there who mm. are just like Say it again. Say it again. You got people like Candace Owens out there who are just disgusting. Nah, she pisses me off, man. And 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 it's like how, it's like how, and then she got paid off of some racial slurs that were said to her, so she used the system to get paid, Mm -hmm. and she doesn't even like black people, and she's black. What's the fucking irony in that, right? (laughs) It's just been crazy out here, man. It's fucking. I mean, it, it just show it just shows where we are. You know what I'm saying? It just shows even in 2020 with how people view us. You know what I mean? And it's some it's sick. It's some sick shit. You feel me? And like you just like you just said, you are refusing to understand what's going on. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel about Drew fucking Breeze, yo. Drew Breeze is one of the I guess what would you say he's top five quarterbacks in the NFL? In history. Three, top three. History, no history, history. Oh, history. Okay, yeah. oh, top five in history. I mean, that's I a fact. That's in in okay. NFL history, he's like. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is like I'm not saying that. No, this is fact. <laughs> NFL history. Like, All right, <laughs> well, what, I read it today. It's arguable. It's arguable. It's whatever. I don't. Get, well, well, we not, that's not the. Com- that's it's not the. Com- white. It's numbers. It's fact. Whatever. That's he, got, m- he just got more than everybody. That's so not. Though. That's not the. Com- <laughs> that's definitely not the conversation we about to have. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Okay, fine. Whatever. That's not the conversation we gonna have. It's just piggybacking <laughs> off of what you said as far as like refusing to understand. Drew Brees yeah. came out and said, um, actually, you know, since again, I didn't step my producer game. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put what that nigga said in here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It'll probably go right here. I will never agree with anybody, um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let me let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. Hush. He's basically like, <laughs> he doesn't respect anybody who will not stand for the flag or not even stand for the flag or disrespect the flag. But he was insinuating on the whole Colin Kaepernick shit. Yep. And not just Colin, but many other NFL players who refused to stand for the flag. One of which was his own teammate, um, Alvin Kamara, who always kneels to his day for the flag. So, wrong time. Just his timing was off. Like, 
he fucked that whole situation up. Talking with uh, Yahoo Finance of all places, <laughs> stuff like that. And, and Yahoo Finance probably did their due diligence on him. It was like, let's see if we can get his ass on this. You well, know what well, and when he I, fell for the shit. When I saw the video for the first time, I thought it was from when Colin was kneeling, like back then, like an old clip from back then. Right? Yeah, no, and that that would that would have made it more forgivable because there was a lot. <laughs> no, nah, that was yesterday, nigga. <laughs> because there was there was a lot of people. That was a lunch. That was at lunchtime. Around the time when Colin was actually kneeling, there were a lot of people that didn't understand the real reason why he was kneeling. Right, so like it's almost for I, I hate to say the word, but it's almost forgivable if it was back then. You know, but to Giz's point, it's the timing. Like, it's it's all come to light now. You know, so there's like no reason at all you should be making that type of comment. There's zero excuse now. There's no excuse. And and, and I got I got I got to say this. This is a twofold part to all this, right? Yep. I am like very curious to know Uncle Buck's stance on this because he's been a huge. We've all been in support of Cap since the jump of this but uncle buck was not in support of this he felt it was a thing that cap was doing this because of him being benched right as a quarterback and i i'm very curious to know where uncle buck stands and like you can like you know it's a real thing because they've been like the the nfl or the um football media platforms have been posting stuff saying this is Kaepernick four years ago. And he made it very clear why he was doing what he was doing four years ago. And now you see where we're at now as a country. And there's some people who just have it. You call him a prophet, believing in it or not, right? And I don't know. I'm just curious. So there's a two parts this. I want to touch upon the Drew Brees situation and not just Drew Brees, but Drew Brees' situation and people just being quick to just cancel, so to speak, companies or individuals out. And then I want to know Uncle Buck stands now with so confidence. Okay, well, let's shit on Uncle Buck a little later. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, was like, that was like five sides to that question. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's, I don't even know like how to tackle that. that. I would still say I still stand by my comment, our original comments about wow. that. I'm not changing that. But wow. I think that what God, Reece said God was damn like, it, Uncle Buck. <laughs> I, know. I thought we were going to have an Iverson moment here. and he, he it was, it's, not, it's not an Iverson moment. I wasn't wrong with that. He did sure. it. The timing lined up perfectly. He was pouting because he got benched. I don't, I don't, change, I don't regret one thing I said about that. Now, how about this? Say, would, you, would you say this? Hold on, hold on, hold up. I feel no, like... No, I, got, I got him. I got him. I got him. I got him. No, because you guys like five questions. It's going to take me time to answer like the first five questions. Right. I feel like we should just let him... Let him I feel I like we should let him answer. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow came into the league, took the Denver Broncos from a non-competing team to the NFL playoffs and won the division, right? Or almost. And the reason why he was benched and sidelined was because of his religious beliefs. <laughs> he wasn't a good quarterback or he wasn't the guy that could lead a team. His religious beliefs rubbed people the wrong way. So coaches and executives actually went in and said, yeah, that's the reason why we benched him. So now you have Colin Kaepernick here who is like kneeling and doing all these other things. And now is a thing of coaches are like, no, nah, we can't have that happen. All right. 
So now we're going to bench you and put a lesser quarterback in your place. So is it a thing of he lost his job? Or is it a thing of that he lost his job due to the fact of him rebelling? What have you been drinking today? Who are you talking about? No, I'm asking that because, like, what the hell are you talking about? Basically, that's what I'm asking. That, like, <laughs> like, that was all over. Basically, I asked about Colin Kaepernick. The whole talk about was Colin Kaepernick. I brought up an analogy of Tim hey. Tebow, who went through the same thing. He went to a country where he's a top-tier quarterback, did his job, they benched him, and he lost his job due to his beliefs. And they felt like it was interfering the locker room. Colin Kaepernick, you don't know if he started doing that unbeknownst to the cameras, and the coaching staff said, you know what, bench him. He lost his job to a lesser-tier quarterback. So you're saying he lost his job and he started, like, you know, complaining and rebelling out of the fact that he lost his job. I'm simply saying, how do you know that? How do you know that he lost his job because he was in shit? Because the statistics prove that he wasn't. All right. So, so what I'm saying is that he lost his job due to potentially that he started putting stuff in the locker room that the coaches and executives like, we don't like this. Bench him. A lesser tier quarterback starts to start. And now you're trying to say that, oh, he lost his job. And that's why he's rebelled. That's all I'm putting out there. So, so let me answer the question before you cut me off. So once again, I, I want to reiterate, I do not regret one thing I said about Kaepernick. And you, mm-hmm. were, you brought in Tebow. It's a results-oriented business that they're in. Both of them were losing. Tebow, let they, they weren't, Tebow was not getting them over the hump. Number two, as it relates to more specifically, I guess like the broader conversation that we're having about um, you know, racial equality and stuff like that, I think what Breeze's comments were definitely like he missed the point in the tone altogether. Because if you really listen to what his comp the question, because it wasn't an I got you question, it was just a straightforward question. Hey, you're a leader in the league. This is going on. How do you feel about it? What Breeze did was just totally go ahead and talk about self, if I'm not mistaken. You know, when it came to, hey, this is my beliefs. My grand, both my grandfathers served in the military, blah, 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 blah. And this is why I don't go ahead. That's why I don't agree with any type of, um, you know, so-called disrespect to the flag versus, you know, acknowledging like, look, I may, you know, my views may differ. However, I recognize that there's a huge problem. And this is, you know, my teammates, the people I go to battle with day in and day out. This is their way of showing that this is a problem. And I support them for it because I agree with them. There, this is a broader conversation beyond my own beliefs. You know, there's a, there's basically tons of ways that he could have worded it very differently than what he put out there to the masses. Just to go ahead and double back a day or so later, once I guess his PR team or whoever came aboard and said, like, look, Drew, that was a bad fucking look right there, dog. <laughs> you got to clear this up. You know, your number one receiver's pissed off at you. He doubled down on it, too. Exactly. Your star safety's calling you out. He basically said, fuck you. Literally said, fuck you, you know, to the to the masses, the whole nine and stuff. And he had to go ahead and like do all this like cleanup and stuff. He was just tone deaf to what the broader issue at hand was. And it's even to the point, anytime put like this, anytime that Goodell, and I know he just did this today, he's probably the most hated person in the entire league, right? But the fact that he admitted like, look, I got it wrong. 
the reason this happened and the reason that all the other players, you know, then and now are speaking out about this just because obviously this is a problem. I don't totally understand it. But with that being said, I want to go ahead and start making efforts to address all these particular issues. I think that should have been the tone for basically, you know, Breeze as well as like, um, again, the entire league and stuff. They've been probably like the least behind as it relates to race relations um, when you talk about a billion or trillion dollar industry that we all love being sports here in America and stuff like that. The NFL is the top dog. However, they're at the bottom when it comes to actually having a finger on the pulse of what the public it, you know, is talking about, let alone what their own workforce, a.k.a. the talent, the players are talking about and what matters to them. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole reason why, like, Jay-Z had to go ahead and get a seat at the table. You know, when he struck that deal to go ahead and start doing the, not only the Super Bowl, but also create that coalition to go ahead and kind of expand their social outreach efforts and stuff, right? Um, that, I think, once again, is the tip of the iceberg. And there needs to be ongoing efforts. You're, once again, a billion-dollar industry right there. Start actually putting money into some of these, like, affected areas and um, of concern, if you will, to go ahead and actually expand the scope, to go ahead and start actually causing actual change, to go ahead and start correcting a lot of the problems that have been affecting society. You know what I'm saying? Particularly when, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, well, what, 95% of your workforce is Black. <laughs> you know, and right. the fact that you're is like a huge, huge problem right there. And my, you can't my, get around that. my thing is, like, there's no excuse for being tone deaf right now especially for the reason that uncle buck said like you work like 95 percent of your co-workers are black yo you know what i'm saying like you, you telling me you can study a playbook you know what i'm saying you can study all these intricate defenses and you can study all these different fucking offenses and audibles and things like that but you can't understand what the fuck Kaepernick was was doing you don't understand why all these you can't you can't understand why all the NFL players in the in the NFL were were kneeling for during the national anthem or kneeling I, during that like why that shit doesn't understand that doesn't make sense to me. It's like you know you know why someone takes a kneel in general. You know what I mean? I give Drew Brees too much respect. He's not a stupid person, you know. But he, I will say that he's tone deaf. You know what I'm saying? Like he just totally ignored the issue, basically. But again, that's, that's not that's an excuse it. to me. You, no, I'm not, I'm not, excuse, I'm not excusing. I'm just saying that he, that's why I'm, that's why I'm saying like he just totally ignored it altogether because it didn't. Well, he didn't bother to let it occur to him. If you get what I'm saying, like that's yeah. what I mean, and, and that's what the bigger problem is. That's why I say like yeah. too smart yeah. for this to be a slip up at this particular moment in time. That's well, why it's almost inexcusable. I understand that we don't know him, obviously, and I know that Michael Thomas, um, and you know, after they had a conversation, has forgiven him, you know, so they wouldn't have moved on. But I think in larger context, it's not like once again, Drew Brees is like considered an idiot. There's a point in the question, the original question to be asked to him. He legit is a leader within the league. And for a leader to go ahead and make this type of slip up in this time, in this day and age. Again, maybe I'm going hard in the paint. I don't. I almost feel like that's unforgivable right there. Uh, this is going to tarnish his legacy. Yeah, that, 
that was how he truly felt. That like yeah. he can I don't care how many times I don't care how many times he stepped back. He can step back a hundred million times. At that initial time is what he felt. And he could say like, "Hey, I'm sorry. I was toned down." How many times you want to? He could say, "I'm sorry, but you're right." <laughs> that's exactly how he felt. Yeah, that's like I'm gonna forgive you, but I'm not gonna forget. Like I know what you said. Like, look, I'm gonna like be going piece it up because I need to get this bonus in my contract, and I need you to throw me the touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Once we leave, well, once we leave this uh, Mercedes Benz zone, <laughs> I don't fuck with you. <laughs> like, like straight up, game. like. Like we gonna like we gonna piece it up now because we need each other to succeed. Right. But like, <laughs> once we get out of here and I make a right and like you buck a left, like I don't fuck with you. Like, but hey, like, Martin, hey, I don't mean to. But see, this is that's my issue right there. You know, that's another issue I have. It's like, yes, those they I've heard Kamara fucking said something about it. Michael Thompson said, yeah, I talked to him or whatever, but. Yeah, I feel like they are only doing that because this is Drew Brees and we're trying to get our contract. This is like this is all over yeah, money. We need each other. Yeah, we need we each need other each over other. over money. But it's like, yo, oh. let's think about this, right? This this takes me to the NBA as well. Like, let's say LeBron, Ka- Kawhi, AD. Let's just say because of what's what's going on right now, they're like, yo, we're not gonna play this season. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not going. They're gonna do that little tournament shit. No, we're not doing that. We're doing. We're not gonna play out of the out of respect for George uh, George Floyd and the and 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 the other uh, people that were killed out of the injustice in America. You know what I'm saying? If they sat, there, if they were just like, if all those top players who are black, all the top twenty players, top thirty four, whatever in the NBA, NFL, are black players, and they just say we're not gonna do it. That's going to show how much power we really have, yo. You know what I'm saying? I know they want to say they want to say oh the billionaires are the billionaires own these teams, but they know they're not the teams aren't shit without the players, yo. That would never yeah. happen in the NFL. The NFL could never get away with that. Reason being, one, basketball is more individualized sport, and also two, how the contracts are structured. Basketball players make more than NFL players, and that once again goes back to the classism. NFL players run through the money, and that's been proven the fact that they can't, whenever it comes to strikes, if you notice, over the past, like, 20 to 30 years, NFL players always cave because of how the contracts are structured versus what NBA players do, where they're able to hold out for pretty much, like, a whole season or so because of how much they make as well as how they manage their money. But if we were to sit there and help each other, even if the NF, the NBA players were to sit, if there was, like, some type of union between black players in NFL, NBA, soccer, fucking baseball, whatever, and we just would support each other and go, yo, we're not fucking playing until things are changing in the country. Like, think about the economy, how shit would break. You know what I'm saying? Even with college basketball. No, it'd be impactful. I agree with you as far as that's concerned. Like, particularly with football still being, like, the number one dog in the yard, like, that would be impactful that players would go ahead and you know, be galvanized like, look, fuck y'all. I'm not playing because this hasn't happened yet. And at that point, the public, in effect, is going to go ahead and get even more like hysterical over like, look, you're not playing football because this is an issue. You know, on that, once again, unfortunately, I don't see that ever happening, to be honest about it, just because when it comes to like just normal matters and stuff, 
they have shown that they are not the best when it comes to managing their money. The and they, can't even, they, they agreed to a deal this time around where supposedly over 50% or at least the leadership at least did not agree with the deal, but they still took it just because they want to get paid. No, no, no. That deal was taken because it's a vote system. No, I get that. No, yeah. the, that vote system was primarily the reason why that deal passed through is because all the younger players, the players who don't make as much as the top tier players, whether it's fucking Drew Brees, Richard Sherman, Aaron Rodgers, whoever the fuck, Russ Wilson, the players who are on the practice squad, all the way up to the guys who are actually on the team team, but don't make the most time millions that the top tier guys make, they end up making more. So this bill was in support of those guys as opposed to the top tier guys. And the top tier guys who are more seasoned are like, no, we need a better da-da-da-da. It only greases their pockets more, but it doesn't really benefit the other guys. So it still was a progressive step ahead in that new deal structure. It's just that everybody ain't never going to agree, especially the guys who are the fat cats, in a sense, with their pockets, right? But the guys on the t- lower end of the deal, the guys only making, man, I paid $100 for this walk-on, and I made the squad, but now my deal is only worth 100000 and I make fifty thousand out of that hundred thousand for a whole season. No, well now they get five hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? So it's a better deal for the lower tier guys. So it depends on who you speak to about that deal. You know what I'm saying? That's all that is. But I, I think to your point, uh, Fish, I think it should be a thing of. To my point, backtracking was a thing of it takes too much organization as far as finding right leadership. Now, in sports, it's a little bit more simplified because you already have leadership in place in each individual sport. I think if you were to take, as far as a union, if you take the Chris Pauls in them who run the Players Association in NBA, right? Mm-hmm. And then you take all the guys who are in charge of the NFLPA, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like players. So you take all the guys who are already in charge and voted in. Then yeah, you could probably create a actual union amongst black players if that's what we're talking about from that standpoint, right? Because you're already voted in amongst the people. Yeah. And then whoever their successor might be, they then take on that same role. But then if you're talking about it has to go outside of that, you're talking about men. Like, especially in the NFL, warriors, like men, men, like that's a tough task, especially when everybody feels like they're that guy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how do you marginalize and narrow it down to who's the right fit of character? You know what I'm saying? Well, get get look, again, I agree with you. It's just like this is just me. This is what this is my vision, my dream world. You know what I'm saying? Like I know the reality of things. Yes, I don't want to make it seem like I'm ignorant to what's going on in the world. I know the reality of things. I know the reality of people got families and people trying to support their families doing this type of thing. But I just feel like for the bigger picture, if we just just think about if that happened, you know what I'm saying? For the bigger picture, for the long run, if all the top because if we want to just if we're just being all the way real, all the top players are black. You know what I'm saying? Like no matter what basketball, all the like all the profitable sports that people watch, NFL, NBA, 
the players are black. You feel what I'm saying? And let's go to let's go to let's go to MLB. If we even if like it's mostly black and Dominican or Spanish people that are fucking running the MLB. If they joined us too, yo, I'm saying like think about the change we can make, yo. Huh? Nobody watches baseball unless it's your hometown who wins. That's a fact. <laughs> I'm also not, I'm also not watching that NBA tournament if it's a bunch of Enos Canthers out there. <laughs> It'll be a big layup fest. Hey, Nigga, hey, what? Hey, Say, look, if it's a I bunch of Tyler day. heroes out there, what you gonna do? You ain't watching <laughs> that shit. Wizards <laughs> have a chance. Our Wizards have a chance, man. Come on now. <laughs> we were invited. I'm in favor of them just calling the season Tyler in the draft. Yeah, they definitely need to just chalk it up. <laughs> Shout out to the Wizards. They need to say fuck it. They just dare to ride the uh. They just dare to go to Adventure Island and all that shit. Hey, let let me say this though because this is what we were talking about offline that you said say for this joint about the Drew Brees thing. That's good. What I was, what I was gonna say was that the thing about Drew Brees is that I don't believe him. I think he spoke his truth. I don't believe him to be a hardcore racist. In a sense, you know what I'm saying? There has never been anything shown or proven that he is a hardcore racist, right? Um, he uplifted an entire city and state that was fucked up by Katrina, that is predominantly black. You know what I'm saying? So he became kind of a hero to that city and that state. Now, in no way am I giving him a pass by any means for what he said. It's a thing of it's kind of like why why do we have to cancel every single individual out? I know we're holding people accountable, and that's perfectly fine. We should hold everyone accountable for the actions, the words they say, things like that. I agree with that. But this whole notion that we just need to cancel people out in this country for speaking their views and opinion, whether ignorant or not. You could be uneducated on a certain topic. There are people who, many of people who are goodwilled who are uneducated in a certain topic who then was presenting a certain light to that topic and then they changed their views. You know what I'm saying? History has shown that. Now, history has also shown that you have individuals who are just stuck in their fucking ways, right? What so, I feel is Drew Brees. And it just might be. I'm not going to sit here and defend the man and say he's not, because I don't know him personally. I'm just speaking on history showing that he is, he, he's been a pillar to the community, right? The black community, too. So I, I, I don't see anything that says he's a hardcore racist, right? It's a thing of how Alvin was like, he had a talk with him, and he could tell he's just uneducated. And he had a school, and he forgives. Him. Then there's Michael Thomas who says, "I only forgive him because that's what, as a Christian, that's what's supposed to do." Meaning, like what Amon was saying, "Give me my check. I'm gonna forgive him so we can play." You know what I'm saying? So everybody's gonna have their difference of opinion. Charles Barkley was even saying the same thing. I don't know the man personally, personally like that, but I've never known or heard anything from what I've been told about him being a racist or anything like that. Made a mistake, and this whole thing about canceling everybody out for them being ignorant to their views. It's kind of like this this is this is the same hypothetical. Drew Brees is a bigot. Right? You're a bigot. 
you refuse to understand, how I said earlier, what is really happening in this country. So you're a bigot, right? Okay, you're a fucking bigot and you're a fucking asshole. Fine. But you're not a murderous bigot. You're not a bigot who's going to physically go out and, and intentionally do harm to the brown community, right? But then why is it, as a culture, we can sit back and accept R. Kelly, who's a sex predator on ch children, which is worse than being a bigot. It's like you're a sex predator and you fuck kids, but then you're just a bigot who has a, a, a uneducated view of what reality truly is. You're a fucking asshole. One so of those people. One of those people made I believe I can fly. <laughs> Shut the but, fuck but up, yo. But see, I, I, I can laugh at it, but that's the point I'm trying to make. Trying to make. Why is it that I don't feel that way? I'm just saying. Hey, Maul, you're not invited to the funny. next recording. No, it was yo. funny. But, but, you see the point I'm trying to make? Why is it that we can support that? I believe I can fly, even though he fucks kids. And he's proven that it's a fact. He fucks kids. Uh, but, yeah. but yet, this guy over here made an ignorant comment. And then we're canceling them out. So I like to play devil's advocate in the sense where it's like, look, I'm not defending Drew Brees' ass. You need to check him. You need to hold him accountable. And anybody like him, hold them accountable, feet to the fire. But at the same time, we can't do that and then say, yeah, but R. Kelly's my guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> where, you see what I'm saying? Well, where is the line here? Well, well, can, I, can I? So, real quick, Go ahead, sorry. You pulled the R. Kelly reference, but something else that comes to mind, and like since we're talking about equality um, and being held account accountable across the board, if Kevin Hart could be held, uh, can be canceled from his Oscars gig for a tweet that he sent out years ago, why can't Drew Brees be held accountable or canceled for these comments that happened three days ago? Mm. I'm not saying don't hold anybody accountable. I'm saying, why are we canceling people? That, that's what I'm saying. So for Kevin Hart to do something like you said, years and years ago, when we know Kevin Hart today ain't that guy then, why are we canceling people? That's what I'm saying. Drew Brees has never shown anything to the New Orleans community, to Louisiana. He just period. showed it. No, he showed an ignorant this time comment the show okay that's his persona you might train with people you might read as many quarterback books as there is pass all types of tests for the nfl and stuff like that doesn't mean that you're literally sitting there associating with every single player you know what i'm saying so how do you really know the man well, get, so now he showed his true colors can i say so i want to, I just, this is what i hold on i just want to say this right as far as that shit like i feel like us as a black community Right. To hear what Drew Brees said. Well, first, us as a community, as black people, we are a forgiving people. If you just over the history of time, it's just in us to be forgivable. Like we are forgiving people. And I feel like now is the time where we need to stop being so forgivable. You know what I'm saying? Drew Brees coming out saying what he said. Yes, it was tone deaf. Do I feel like Drew Brees is a, is a bigot like you said? I don't maybe not i don't know was it tone deaf yes but i feel like yes he we do need to cancel him because of being tone deaf it's no reason nowadays in 2020 
you are in a in, in the NFL. Your team is is majority is is filled with black men. There's no reason for you to still think like this or even talk like that. So I'm not giving that no room, no excuse, no nothing. Yes, you need to deserve to be canceled until you've I, I like action. You with him coming out and apologizing and all that shit means not a goddamn thing to me. You know what I'm saying? Don't mean shit to me. You deserve to be canceled. You deserve to whatever. Until you find an action, you find an action or something to where you can make up for it to fight to tell people, yes, I have I have I have done my research. I've done my studies. I've I've I'm I've progressed. I don't think like this anymore. Then then we'll consider you know what I'm saying? The people will consider of uh, okay, Drew Brees is cool. What what determines that other than action? And then if we don't give him an opportunity to display that action, then what, right? So it's kinda like I could give a fuck know. about Drew Brees. I'm be honest with you. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what happens to that nigga. I, I, I could mean, give a fuck. Against, that goes against that goes against everything that we're we're that our our work in as a black community, what we're trying to push forward is equality across the board for everybody, especially here in America. If this is a land where freedom of speech, right? So to that Kevin Hart point, he could say whatever he needed to say back then as long as it wasn't like a murderous threat or anything crazy like that. And it still maintained his Oscar. See, he got caught up in a bad time at the time that that thing came to light. That's all that was. Drew Brees is called at a bad time. He's called at a crazy black time, crazy than Kevin Hart's black time. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm I'm not here to defend Drew Brees. I do not agree with anything he says. I'm just simply trying to make the point in the fact of I don't think it should be a thing that when you have somebody who has never displayed any type of issues towards our community. You know what I'm saying? And sure, like I said, you could be in the same room with a bunch of people or be in a predominantly black environment, stuff like that. But if you just choose to go the fuck home after practice or when, like they show that video, Reggie Bush showed that video. When everybody fucking leaves the building, you work better when you're not around people. That's him. So be it. You know what I'm saying? So we can't sit here and say we know, you know, how he operates and what he should and should feel. We clearly know what he does feel, which is the wrong intentions. Okay, if he's uneducated about something, try to then, educate. Then go get educated, and in the meantime, get the fuck out of here, yo. Because if we we not gonna get that same privilege again, that to me that's fucking privilege to me. For us to just bring him back, just for us to be like, oh, he was ignorant. He was ignorant about it. He, it's fine. No, this those times are over. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if you are in the you are in these these uh positions to where you are in uh these companies, these fields where it's majority black people that you're working with, there's no reason, there's no time, there's no room for that anymore. There's no room for forgiveness no more. You need to be hip. You need to know what's going on. There's no more time you know, for that shit no more, yo. We're not doing that shit where it's like, oh well, he was ignorant, blah, he was tone deaf, blah, blah, blah. Kaepernick has been doing this shit for what? It's been four years ago, I think, since he kneeled or something like that, four to five years ago. You had time to be updated. You have time to be informed. You have time to know what's going on. So, therefore, 
us talking about we're quick to cancel people. No, we're, no, this is a white man who's ignorant to what is going on in America right now. That is beyond what Kevin Hart said. You feel me? You brought up R. Kelly. I never once I heard about R. Kelly. I ain't fuck with that bullshit. I feel like that's not. I don't know. I, that's a whole nother conversation to, between Drew Brees. You feel me? But like, <laughs> where's no room? There is no room for a white man, white man, white individuals. And we're talking about what's going on in America. What's going on with us? There's no room for that shit. You, we gonna cancel this motherfucker? Fine, get him the fuck out of here. Let him get educated by him fucking self, which he should have been educated. All these black men around him. I'm not giving no. I'm just saying. There's no. I'm not. I'm not. I don't could give a fuck about forgiving that nigga. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to forgive Drew Brees. He want to come out and apologize and all that bullshit. You want to sit there and whatever. He he ain't show no type of racism in your in your face before this time. It could have been closeted. We don't know what that, like you said, we don't know what he was doing. We don't know what he was doing. To me, it's another white man who works with black people and he's just tolerating it because for a check. The fuck? So what? But I will say this. Kaepernick made it very clear what he was doing it for. He did. Social injustice against black and brown people by the cops. You know what I'm saying? Like from, it's very clear. And they asked him numerous times, and his response stayed the same. Normally, if a nigga lying, like, you know, some shit stay off. But it was the same thing every time. So for you to say, still say, bring up the flag at all, flag has nothing to do with this. For you to still bring up the flag, again, chooses that you, you know, you choose to ignore it which is worse than you being ignorant because you know what's going on and I know it's being talked about around you, but you choose to ignore it knowing that it's going to affect you directly. <laughs> now, once with... Because, all right, we're going to keep it a buck. Let's keep it Let's keep it two bucks. That's all we do. Black, li- Black Lives Matter and social and in- in- in bringing justice down is it right now. This is the thing to... like. This is what you're making money off of right now, and this is what it's about right now, right? So if you're against that, and the NFL has always kind of been, like, poo-pooing on that, and out of nowhere, you see Goodell make the statement about, you know, Wonka Bucks there, you know, like, saying, hey, I was wrong. Fam, nothing has changed between then and now. The reason why you're on it now because it's the thing to do. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to bring the people to you. This is what's going to bring the money to you. This is what you can make ads about. You know what I mean? Like, same thing with COVID. COVID was in. COVID has taken a backseat to social injustice again. The fact that we can have Black Lives Matter on 16th Street in Washington, D.C. by the White House shows you. That's hard hard as fuck but also four years ago they wouldn't dare do that and it was the same exact thing we're fighting for this same exact cause now let's make some money we're going we're going to play off we're going to play all people's place now like people have been down with covid and all of that let's get them up black lives matter let's do it hey cover hole 16th street uh shit 
hey, you, donate $100 million. Michael Jordan, who hasn't made a statement in over 30 years, Ooh. made a statement and made a donation of $100 million over two over 10 years. Mm. You hear me? The rainbow has been ridden over by a unicorn. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. But that just shows you right now this is where it's at and this is where you need to be. So again, for you to choose to not uh even if even if it's not how you feel, I'm glad you showed me who you were and how you feel. But even if you were to put a spit on it or even just told it like not even told the whole truth. Like, all right, cool. But at least now, like, we know who you are. Cause that was about to f- brings you back to that's about to fuck his money up. It was gonna mess his money up. The whole city that you had on your back is now against you, walking down the highway saying, F Drew Brees. Oh, about to mess your, it's about to mess your money up. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to the when it comes down to the bottom line, when it comes down to the bottom line, though, that's when it starts to you know what I mean start to make a difference. flu is out of there for him. Nobody's gonna buy his shoes, are the DBs? Drew DBs. I ain't got no DBs. <laughs> I, I do. I have. No, I have not one pair of DBs if there are any. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all right. So. We we run we, we getting ready to run out of time, so we're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna go to something else real quick. Um, but I would like to say this. I'm not sitting here trying to shit on what Giz is saying, because that Giz Hart is in the right place. You know what I'm saying? I know what's going on, I know what he's trying to say. But I just feel like, you know, what we've been through as a black people, other black athletes, other black entertainers, black people in general. We don't get that same advantage of being forgiven like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just don't get that same pr- privilege. You feel me? So, that's how I feel the way I feel. You feel what I'm saying? If it was the perfect world where it was just like, oh, yeah, he said some bullshit. All right, cool. Let him off the hook. I don't feel like, nah, fuck that. He needs to pay for whatever the fuck he said. He needs to feel some type of consequences, uh, endorsements, or whatever, need to leave, and whatever the fuck. That will hit his pockets because if we're gonna be all the way real, if he loses endorsements, whatever, I still feel like he'll be good some way or another. <laughs> you know what I mean? Made three hundred million his career. Of course, he's gonna be good. He's gonna be yeah, good one way or another. So it's like, what the fuck? If he loses his job today, he'll be fine. Yeah, whatever. Not even endorsements. You know, he got that big old contract to uh, compensate for the mm-hmm. NFL or the ESPN mm-hmm. or whatever. So. Definitely. But Definitely. I fully agree with everything you said. Well said, sir. Thank you, thank you. And shut up, Giz. Don't agree with me, yo. <laughs> I don't like you being positive with me, yo. I don't know why. But look, um, all right, so we're getting ready to get out of here. Um, before we get out of here, uh, I would like to say this. LL Cool J, stop rapping. ASAP. <laughs> LL Cool J, please stop rapping. Just if you want to be positive, yo, just put up a post or something. Uh, I don't know. Just put smile. like, just yeah, smile. just smile, yo. So one of them hats. Hey, smile. You can't, you can't smile at this time. I don't know if you know this, and I don't know if you told his wife or one of his kids to put like salt water in his ass, but it looked like he was crying. 
<laughs> Go back and look at that nah, video. That was just that was just too much. Red, they were watery. That was too much. I can't believe I'm on this camera rapping this bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he said, did I write this? He said, I, he said, I'm a, I said, hey, they go, they want to see our bloodlet. He started crying like, damn, did I really say bloodlet? <laughs> then he said, but to rock, bro, yo, but to round bloodlet, he said. Platelet. Platelet. <laughs> hey, hey. I don't even see that what he did right there. Like blood platelet, you know, platelets in your blood. Blood platelet, you like <laughs> he threw in he threw in a Molotov cocktail. New word. <laughs> Man, I was like LL yeah, big like, LA. Yo, he, he, he was in his big LA joint right there. That was big LA. That wasn't even LL right there. Yeah. Nah, nah, that wasn't LA. That was Todd. That, that's who you got. You got. You got you Todd. Todd. I mean, no, I'd rather have Todd than LL. I think in this moment. So I think that might have been LL still. I'd rather have. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'd rather have LL in Todd over Big LA. Man, hey, fuck all that. He should just by the way that shit sound. He should just went with the cool J. I'm just. Saying. <laughs> <laughs> and to say that, and I feel like I feel like Uncle Buck needs to defend this some way or another. I don't know. I just feel like Uncle Buck needs to defend what the fuck that was, yo. I don't think he can. That's why he's still on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Why, why does that have to be me? Because <laughs> that's your brother, yo. Oh, right, gang. I mean, when I saw, you know, Uncle L, I was like, oh. And that's my only expression. I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, and then your finger went like that. She was like, you just started to scroll still. <laughs> yo, I was like, okay. okay. I'm I curious, like, right? I was like, DMX is pissed at Lloyd Banks? Oh, he really meant Tony Yayo. Okay. Just skip to the next topic. I'm just curious, fam. Did y'all get all three verses, though? There was three verses. There was three? There was three verses. <laughs> Whoa, Raj Yamani Pippen. You have. There's three? I, I left off a platelet. Nah, but he but he rhymed Mazel Tov cocktail or something. I can't tell you what it was, but that line. I know. But yeah. how many of us right now, at this moment, can rhyme something with Mazel Tov cocktail? Mazel Tov right. cocktail. Oxtail. Come on. Nope. Don't nobody. Foxtail. Moxrail. Stocktail. If you want me to defend it, I will say that I think his heart was coming from the right place. That's the only thing. I think so, too. Seriously, yeah. I, I, I 100%. Felt it. I, I felt like it's all. No, that was coming from the right spot. You know what I mean? I just hope it. I just think next time you should write it. Don't freestyle it. No, I think yeah. he wrote and, that and, shit. <laughs> and, and you know, uh, super old. You know, he's super old because he was in the phone like this. He, he's super. All the old people all over their phone like this. All you see is their eyes. <laughs> yeah, for real. He needed Wait until the sunset. Like, yeah, he got to chill. You know what I'm saying? Shout out sunset to Todd. Three hours ago. You're late. Yeah, he's a little late, yo. His, his eyes, his eyes definitely. He, def, he definitely was crying because he was like, yo, I know I'm an icon. What the fuck am I rapping like this for? <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely why he was crying. Like, yo, I'm, I'm better than this, yo. What the fuck? Who's legacy is tarnished or Breeze or. Cool Todd. <laughs> cool Todd. Cool Todd. That's his name now, Cool Todd. All right, yo. Yeah, his, his legacy is done with. 
Uh, it's time to get up out of here. Uncle Buck just you know hit me up saying that we about to wrap it up. You know what I mean? Um, before we get out of here, I also wanted to throw this out there real quick. Shout out to Virginia because they are taking down the Robert E. Lee statue. Take that shit the fuck down. Shout out to Virginia for taking that shit the fuck down. I'm with that shit. Fuck that dumbass statue and that stupid horse that he was on. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like take all them horses out of DC too. All them horse statues. I don't know. Yo, speaking of that, like I just watched this whole documentary. They did one on George Washington. They just released the one on Ulysses S. Grant on a fifty dollar bill. Didn't even realize that shit. This uh-huh. motherfucker was a gangster. So he yeah. was pro-black, came from a family who never owned slaves and shit like that, and like went to school with Robert E. Lee and all these people at like um, West Point or whatever it was. Then your idols become your rivals type of deal. And yeah, Lee says Grant pretty much fucked them up in the whole Confederate Civil War and type shit. And um, so that was a little bit of history right there. So Put him on all the horses. Man, what? Yeah, put Ulysses up there. Shout out to Ulysses, yo. Put him on the horses, yo. Shout out to him. Somebody gave that motherfucker a case of 5,000 cigars. He was never a smoker at all, but he had 5,000 cigars, so he smoked 20 cigars a day. God damn. So then he died of cancer? He did. He did die of cancer. Whoever gave them cigars was playing the long game, wasn't he? We're gonna get him out of here. I love cigars. After he fucked up Robert E. Lee and everybody, uh, and they won the war, they put a hit on Lincoln, Grant, and everybody else. Grant turned down the invitation to go to the theater with Lincoln. He went to Philadelphia to go see his family. Lincoln gets killed, Grant stays alive. Grant becomes the president of the United States. Shit. He tried to continue on rebuilding the black communities. The problem was is that too many fucking bigots in the fucking uh, U.S. government. And it was one of his biggest failures that he couldn't continue the mission that he and Lincoln started. Man, shout out to Ulysses S. Grant, man. Shout out to Grant. Your $50 bill has a white man who looked out for us. All right, so, all right. Hey, where can we find that? History Channel. History Channel. Oh, nigga, I ain't know. I don't have a History Channel. I got Fire it's Stick. I got, fi- I got the Fire Stick. I'm sure I can find that shit. All right, so look, we about to run out of time. So, uh, BBB, Uncle Buck, shout out to you. You gonna uh, give your last, give a word, yo, before we, uh, before this shit's cut, this shit cuts off. Power to the people. Power to the people. I love it. Giz, formerly known as the Audio Wiz, what you got to say, real quick, sir? Stay safe. Stay proud. Stay motivated. Yes, sir. Razi Armani Pimpin. What you got to say, big dog? Uh, one thing for sure, two things for certain. Teamwork make the dream work. And if the dream ain't built well, the team ain't built well, the dream will fail. Goddamn right. I like it. B Prince. Magic Fingers himself. Hollywood. <laughs> what you got to say, yo? Shout out Mario Bowser. Oh, yeah. Shout out to her. That's a black queen right there. Uh. Hey, Martin, what you got to say, sir? Stay safe, man. Stay safe. Uh, and shit, with all of this going on, if you don't know, know your history. Get educated. Yes, you know, sir. You ain't got shit else to do. Go ahead and get educated, man. Know what's going on out here, but stay safe. Yes, sir. I love it. Love it. Hey, man, before I get out of here, this is your boy, Fish Montana, a.k.a. El Pesco. 
I love y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? I love y'all. We are black too, men. Man. We are black. Huh? That's for the people, everybody. That's for y'all and everyone. I love y'all. I'm talking to y'all, yo. <laughs> talking to y'all. <laughs> oh, my bad. I jumped the gun with the I love yous. Yeah, you did. My bad. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, a, you weren't thinking yeah. shit about you, so I said it. <laughs> no, that's not I true at all. Back, that's not true at all. I was talking to y'all. Yo, you feel me? I love you niggas, man. I love all y'all. You feel me? We're all black. We're black men. We're black fathers. Either we're black fathers, black husbands. We we know we're we're uncles. We're you know what I'm saying? We're everything. We're motivators. And we just, you know, we are innovators. We are what built this country off of our backs, yo. So we need to forward ourselves and just st- take a step forward when it comes to the future and we'll build something you know and hopefully we'll build a greater a greater future for our kids and for our loved ones and our families yo and on that note we are out it says breaking news protests erupt across america following the death of george floyd rp george you're more than a legend, you're an icon, you're a mortal, we got you. Cap took a knee, but I think it's time to take a stand at Cricket Cop put his knee on the neck of a sacred man, we still searching for equal rights inside this racist land that all started when Columbus docked here to take the land with the spirits of the Haitians, we take the power of the land back. This 40 got so much power, man, I think you should stand back. Every time we dig our way out, we sing it like a sand trap, we need more than reparations, man, why can't you understand that? We spell America with three K's. We'll show you mass hysteria like loading up three K's. They've been burning priests down on CNN for the past three days. That's for every time we see that murder on media replays. I president tweeted and said when the looting starts. His exact quotes was that's when the shooting starts. Well, tell that motherfucker we already started looting. Sick it any worse, we gon' be ready to start shooting. President Solar, Malcolm and Martin. Martin Jr. will be happy to see all the troops that was marching. Look on TV, it feels like the revolution is starting. On the same day they let the rocket shoot to the Martians I seen a Somalian girl with a handful of tear gas 2020, not even half of the year passed We've been fighting COVID and everybody gotta wear a mask I saw about our heads cause we need some more prayers at mass